In today's episode, we discuss the trifecta of wealth, time, and health. So what's the most important? Have we been getting it all wrong? We dive into these three topics and learn how to balance them. With the absence of one of these three topics, life simply becomes more difficult, painful, and short. So let's figure out how we can be better at all three. Welcome to the Investor Fellow Podcast, where we discuss money and life. I'm your host, Jorge Navarro. And just so you know, I'm not a financial advisor, nor is this financial advice. This podcast is all about information, education, and my own experiences. So stay tuned. Money makes the world go round. Regardless if you go to college or not, once you reach adulthood, it becomes very apparent that money makes the world go round. Somewhere along the way, hustle culture is ingrained in us. It certainly was for me and for a very long time. I think there's a place and time for all of this, but we need to make room for our time and our health. And we'll go over that. Priorities in adulthood seem kind of skewed when you really think about it. Making the most money and achieving titles is what many Americans seem to aspire to, right? If you ask someone, they say, I want to make the most money. I want to have all these titles. But what does that really mean? Making lots of money and achieving are good things. I'm not against that. I feel like I've had my fair share of this over the years. The conundrum comes when you've spent the last 20 or 30 years in the hamster wheel of more money and more achievements for the sake of more money and more achievements. That's where I start to question it. Continuing this framework will get you out of whack big time. Here's an example I can uh, relate it to. It's kind of like working on your chest and biceps only at the gym. You have a massive upper chest, but you can't squat for shit. Eventually, this doesn't end well. Same applies to being laser-focused on building wealth. If you become too top-heavy with money, time and your health will suffer, right? You can't give your dedication to everything if you're only concentrating on one thing. What good is it to have $15 million at the age of 60 if you can't go for a walk in nature because you're so unhealthy? Or you're so busy trying to achieve more that you don't have time for others. You know, friends, family, and experiences, they won't be around forever, you know. And if they are, they're not going to be the same as 10 years ago or 5 years ago. Spending all those years making that $15 million took away two things that are more precious than money at that point in life. Time and health. Time and health and wealth, to me, are the absolute most important factors on this planet. They really are. And I'll, I'll get into why, as you get older, the money part is not as important. So they must all get the same attention, maybe even more on the health side. If you would have asked me this in my 20s, without a doubt, I would have said money is the most important. But in fact, now that I'm older and have suffered injuries, and seeing friends tragically pass away too soon, it is very clear now that money is only part of the equation. Putting time 
health, and wealth into perspective. A while back ago, I was listening to The Drive Podcast by Dr. Peter Atiyah. If you haven't listened to it, um, please check it out because uh, Dr. Peter Atiyah gives great information on health. But um, the reason I'm saying this is I remember him asking one of his guests a great question, which I'll ask you right now. If you had a choice between switching places with Warren Buffett, who is currently 92 years old with a net worth of $121 billion, that's a, that's a lot of money, or a healthy 21-year-old with a zero net worth, who would you pick? Like, seriously think about this. Would you pick Buffett at 92 years old or a healthy 21-year-old? Well, I think after seriously thinking about this, I'm confident that you would pick the 21-year-old, right? But why? Buffett is stacked with cash. Think of all the things you could buy. You could literally own anything. And yet, when I think about it, I would switch places with the healthy, broke 21-year-old every time, right? Why is that? Because health and time are just as valuable, and in this case, even more valuable than wealth. At some point, once you are older, the value of money and what you get out of it is not as important as in your younger years, right? So that makes sense. If you wait until retirement at 65 to learn how to sail and buy a boat, your body is not what it once was back when you were 30 and 40 years old. This means the experience of sailing will be more difficult because you just can't bounce back, stand for hours, or sail a rough ocean like you used to, right? So the experience will be different. Things will hurt. So if you have the means to do something in your earlier years, like learn to sail or travel or whatever, do it. Even if the money's tight and you think you should be more financially stable to partake in the experience. Remember, you can always downsize the experience. You don't have to have a super yacht. You know, you can buy a small boat and do it sooner. You will always think you need more money. I think like this all the time. And sometimes this keeps me from doing things now. But you've got to remember that as you get older, the money portion isn't as important as the time and the health. That is because life is one big uncertainty. As humans, we want to control this uncertainty. We want to control everything, right? So many people are trying to control everything that's not in their scope. But no matter how hard we try to save or earn, life is still uncertain. So we never have full control. The more this is understood now, the more the mind can be at peace. Time can never be mastered. We can never have control of everything. The more we know that now, the better our life will be. I used to think if I stayed working in the fire department for more years, I could have purchased even more rental properties and saved and invested even more money. This is most likely to be true. However, it's a trade-off for time and health, right? Like I said earlier, focusing just on wealth is only one part of the equation. Staying an additional four years meant that I would have missed out on so many amazing experiences like buying a sailboat, fixing it up, learning how to sail, living on the water, traveling all over Europe, Mexico, and the U.S., 
learning more about myself, which I think was important, making new friends, starting a podcast, becoming healthier, fitter, finding love. To me, those experiences and time are worth more than any additional wealth I could have made working more years in the fire department. And even if I was able to postpone all those experiences I mentioned for years later, working in a profession that could be dangerous and physically demanding puts a wear and tear on your body and your mental health. Perhaps the enjoyment from those experiences would have been different years later, maybe less because of this. Or maybe I wouldn't even be alive to experience them at all. Sounds extreme? Sadly, from my life experience, it's not. Balancing wealth, time, and health. How do we do it? So, what can we do to be more well-rounded? We all know that society tells us to work like crazy, make lots of money, and buy stuff. How can we make time and health equal priorities to our wealth? Well, here's a big one. Learn to say no. We are not infinite beings. Our lifespan is finite. The more we realize this at younger ages, the more we can come to accept the fact that we cannot do everything we want to do in life. You just can't. It becomes very enlightening once this is understood. There will be many things you like to do in life that you must say no to, even though you want to do them. Why? Because there are simply too many things to do and not enough time to do them. Example, like traveling. You tend to want to see everything and do everything. You then become stressed or bummed. Why? Because there are so many places you wanted to see, yet not enough time to see everything. Here's another way to look at it. Instead, look at it differently. So if you're traveling, you're able to travel and see some amazing places, right? Instead of trying to see everything, focus on the few places you can see and while being in these places, focus on that and that moment. Saying no to things we want to do is counterintuitive because we think we need to do them. In reality, it frees up more important and fulfilling things instead. So, say no to the little things, say yes to the big things. Pay yourself with your time first. Have you ever heard the saying in the money world, pay yourself first? In case you haven't, the short version slash my version kind of goes like this. Once you get money, you pay yourself first in the forms of saving and investing. After that, you pay everything else. And somehow magically over the years, you do that and you become wealthy. The same concept can be applied to your precious, precious time. If you let work and life come first and hope to carve out a bit of time for yourself at the end, ugh, that's dicey, right? Chances are something will come up and be added to the work-life pile, which means you never get time for yourself. The reason this is important to understand is if this trend continues, years will have passed and no time will have been devoted to yourself. Society sells you on the idea that once you retire in your 60s, you can have all the time for yourself because you've earned it. Well, that's great. A bunch of garbage because now you're older and things change. Like, why do I want all the time in the world when I'm older when the best time to experience things is when you're younger? The reason why paying yourself with your time first in your younger years is even more important is someone who is younger is generally healthier and can do more. Goes back to the health thing, right? It's funny how they're all related. So 
To be able to use time and take advantage of this maximizes your experiences in life. It could also lead to a more fulfilling overall life because you're actually living life instead of just working, working, working. And not just going through the motions of work, life, repeat, right? It's that that hamster wheel. You're wasting the best years of your life. And when I say best, I mean the years where you are younger, healthier, right? That is, those are really the best years. To wait until you're older to have more free time might be a gamble because health plays a bigger role as we age. People seem to forget about the whole health component and maybe you're not even around. So you ever think about that? Physical and mental health are non-negotiables. It's always funny and comical to see some unhealthy, fat, rich, older dude driving a Ferrari. Nothing against Ferraris. Hey, maybe someday I'll own one. Whatever. What's comical is this person with tons of wealth, when I'm looking at this person, is literally dying right in front of my eyes and is trying to mask it with a $200,000 or $300,000 car. What I mean by this is the shiny object can't undo years of neglect to your body. Driving your Ferrari from your country club mansion to dinner, then back to your country club mansion, doesn't really feel like living to me. In fact, it's a very sedentary, lazy life. Going back to what I said earlier of being top-heavy with wealth, but lacking in time and health departments. Imagine if this dude had less wealth, but was in amazing shape. Every day he worked out, ate healthier, enjoyed more time in nature, and had a tight community of friends who were similar and like-minded. I bet if the Ferrari dude got a glimpse of this life for a few days, he would give up his country club mansion and Ferrari. Why do I think this? Well, because all things being equal, a healthier, fitter, and happier version of oneself just feels better, right? So you would give up some of that wealth. Your body works and moves so much better, less aches and pains, more energy, your mind has confidence and swagger, that translates into you doing more things, trying more experiences. Those experiences broaden and enlighten your way of thinking and being, so ultimately you're a more fulfilled human. The goal in society needs to shift. Making lots of money is great. Hey, I'm all for that. As long as you don't neglect time and not caring for your health. Instead, as you begin building wealth, understand that time and health are just as important. So you may need to say no every now and then to focus on yourself or the big things. You may need to stop moving the goalposts on what kind of wealth you want to achieve. There is always more to be had, but at what cost to your time and health? Remember, you don't get younger daily, so choose wisely. Invest freaking earlier, man. One of the ways we can get equal amounts of time health, and wealth is to invest as early as possible. That's how we get the jump on it. By investing early, you have time and compounding interest on your side. So what's so special about this compounding interest crap? Well, compound interest is the interest you earn on interest. So let's say at 18 years old, you have $5,000. You're loaded, right? You invest this money into an index fund that tracks the S&P 500. You invest $450 monthly into this account and it earns 7% interest. You do this until you're 40 years old, right? So you started at 18 and now you're 40. By 40, which you're still pretty young, 
you'd have $286,783 by simply doing nothing, right? All you were doing was investing monthly for those years. If you let it continue until you're 60, you'd have over $1.3 million. For everyone who's concerned if there's going to be retirement by the time they retire, this is literally how you can make your own retirement and not have to worry about retirement. Anyways, all of this is from a small sum of $5,000. And we don't even account for the additional money and pay raises that you'll accumulate over the years and invest. So I'm sure that if you started investing at 18 and you were that dedicated and you were that consistent, over the years, you'd probably get some sort of tax refund. You'd put it in there. It would compound. Um, I'm not surprised that by 40, you could easily have double or triple the $286,783. So by investing sooner, compounding interest helps you grow your wealth without having to work as hard and as long for it, right? Like that saying, work smarter, not harder. That means you can have more time to experience things. Wealth gives you more flexibility. Best of all, you can dedicate more time to your physical and mental health because that's ultimately what's going what's to give you longevity. Maybe we don't need to save as much as we think we do. I recently read a book called Die With Zero by Bill Perkins, which is a great book. Um, go get it and check it out. In the book, Bill Perkins makes the case for spending all of our wealth and basically dying with zero. Kind of a flip side of the concept that everyone thinks about now is we have to work and work and work and save and save and save until retirement and then we die and we give our money away, right? So it's completely the opposite. But what he says makes a lot of sense. So basically, you're spending all your wealth and you time it to when you die, it's zero. By doing this, you maximize your experiences when you're younger and you have a more fulfilling life. If you want to give your money to your friends and family or charities, you do it while you're alive in your younger years and not after you pass away. Many times we work longer than we need to in fear of not having enough for retirement. If we can better calculate how much we will need to get us to the end, we might realize we actually need a lot less which I actually did and I was surprised. This means we can devote more to our time and health. Before we figure out how much we will need, we have to estimate how long we will live. This is where you have to be honest with yourself. Now, there are a few life expectancy calculators online that you can use. You go in there, you fill out your information, your honest information, and it'll give you projected um, death timeline or whatever. So I tried several of the life expectancy calculators and plugged in my info. And basically, I have a health expectancy, if I don't get hit by a bus, <laughs> uh, from 85 to 100 years old. So that's pretty good. So I decided to use a formula in the book, Die With Zero, right, by Bill Perkins, to find out how much is the bare minimum I would need to make it to 85 years old. Now, to figure out your basic survival threshold, so that's just the bare minimum, okay? We're not going to factor in all these other things. I just not want to know the bare minimum survival threshold. You need to calculate what you would spend in a year. So everyone's going to be different. So my numbers are not going to be your numbers. So this is what I did. I calculated that I would need 4000 a month, which equals 48000 a year. 
to meet all my basic needs of living. I also took into account that my home would be paid off and I would have no car payment. So $4,000 a month is a lot of money for me with no mortgage and no car payment. Okay, so this is, this is the numbers that I use. You, you, you do whatever you gotta do. So in the book, you don't need the full amount up front, meaning retirement. Why? Because compounding interest will make the rest for you in your later years. So you only need to factor in about 70% of your total survival threshold. This means you could basically retire sooner. So let's look at my numbers. If I retired at the age of 45, which is, is pretty young, right? But this is, this is my numbers and this is kind of my goal post. So if I retired at the age of 45 and made zero income for the rest of my life after that, this is what my basic survival threshold formula would look like or that I would need. So 0.7, which is 70%, times the cost to live for one year, which we said earlier was for me $48,000 times the years left to live. So to uh, 85 years old is 41 more years. So 0.7 times 48,000 times 41 years is just a little over $1.3 million. So if I have this, I meet the basic survival threshold and theoretically, it would get me to the age of 85 without ever having to make money again. So it's pretty wild to think about this, right? It, it's, um, yeah, it kind of makes you realize that you don't need as much as you thought you would need. And because I have saved and invested in my younger years, hitting 1.3 million by 45 is actually very doable. And I think I'll hit that much sooner than that. So this does not include any income I would make once I hit 45 and for the rest of my life after that. So I think one thing that hurts us in the financial setting is numbers are exact, right? But life is not exact. So someone will look at this and be like, oh, well, there's no way you can survive off of that. Um, the point of the formula is to give you the basic survival threshold of what you think you would need. Of course, you're probably going to make more money after that. Of course, if I retire at 45, I would probably still be working, still doing something to make income. The point of it is to know that it's possible. The trifecta of a good life. Time, health, and wealth in equal amounts will lead to a very good quality of life. Whatever stage you're in, take the time to pause and assess these three categories. Ask yourself if you are lacking in one and how can you improve? Remember, Money loses its value as you become older in the form of time and health. You can't buy more time and health. I wish we could, right? But we can't. So making money for the sake of making more money will just fast forward your old age, your deterioration, and ultimately your death. So play the smart longevity game in all three categories. Let's rethink how we can get the most from our lives. Not in the form of efficiency and money, but rather fulfillment and experiences. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Tune in next week for another great episode. Please follow the Investor Fellow Podcast on Twitter and Instagram.